right, guys, we're back again. Another week, um, as usual, another incredible guest. And this week, there is, I guess, a special um, kind of feeling around the podcast, feeling around the show. Um, someone who we've been trying to lock in with for for a little while. Um, My bad. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think he, he had a, he had a good excuse. Uh, and we'll find out why. Um, but on the show this week, um, we've got uh, Dr. Alex um who is uh an er doctor um if i'm not mistaken yeah, yeah. i am uh it's a pleasure to be on here i know it's taken a while and um <laughs> no worries, bro. it's no been worries. it's been a busy time um i've been a little bit swamped with exams and work and various little bits but as i say absolute pleasure being yeah, on here yeah. no i appreciate that man and we're gonna get into a lot of stuff today because um you know we had a bit of a chat offline kind of getting a a feel for how it was for yourself during the pandemic, you know, trying to going through that whole, that whole process. I'm sure, you know, we'll kind of tap into that. Um, we're really curious as well. I'm, I'm definitely curious about the journey. Um, it took obviously for you to, to get to being a, to becoming a doctor. And I think a lot of people who, whether they're in med school or whether they're thinking about going into the profession or whatever they may be, um, actually in whatever field they're in, yeah, the process, I think, you know, for, for doctors and, people of um, the same elk who have to study, who have to really put the work in and the grinding to get to this level that you're at now, I think that's going to be a lesson within itself. So we're definitely going to touch on that. And hopefully, you know, a few gems will be dropped along <laughs> the way. A little bit, a little bit here and there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's let's crack on then because um, I want to try and get a feel for, you know, when it kind of all started for yourself from a perspective of, did you always have, you know, aspirations, career aspirations of being a doctor or? Uh, in a kind of nerdy sort of way. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, I, I was, I had this thing where I, I read a lot of comic books mm. um, and I liked, Spider-Man was my hero, yeah. but it was that kind of, I like the, I like that whole, like masked person who mm. went in, helped the community and disappeared off again. Like science and, and sort of, ran with that idea mm. and very early on um, a doctor in my life that I encountered was did an incredible thing saved my mom's life helped my brother oh, wow. when they were really young and I was kind of just hooked wow. the white coat yeah. the cape and it, <laughs> it, it fit for me yeah. so from then on I held the idea that I was if I kept telling myself kept telling myself well, I'm going to be a doctor and every time mm. anyone asked I'm going to be a doctor and if anyone thought oh that's too too much for you too yeah. ambitious for you i just tell them i'm going to be a doctor at some point so you're going to yeah. have to listen no that's do you know why that's so powerful because we speak about it all the time on the show and, and even in my own life and just things that i kind of try to manifest and speak into existence you know words genuinely have power absolutely and i think it's really important to Whatever story, and like I said, it doesn't matter what field you're in, what you're doing, but basically, you know, when when you're thinking about those ideas, those ambitions you have, whatever story you're telling yourself, you know, usually that's what's going to be the outcome for you. So we're definitely going to delve into that because I'm sure, <laughs> as you pointed out, you probably would have been running around going, oh, I want to be a doctor. And most people are like, yeah, okay, all right, mate. That's, that's, yeah, that's a little pat on the head. <laughs> yeah. You got this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah God. Whether they believe you or not, you know, that's another thing. But again, how 
real was it you know and how much did you genuinely believe in that so just kind of going into a bit more detail around you know your first experience or well one of the experiences you had like you said you know a doctor kind of saving your mom's and um your mom's life and kind of having or being exposed to that at the time um what was going through your head was it more a case of the fact that they had actually saved your mom's life or like you said that kind of hero status you know i think it's a bit of both mm. i think it was i always think like especially across my family you say the things you're gonna do and if you go mm. go out there and do those things that's your word is your bond yeah, yeah. so i remember me this doctor was like oh you've done a great job your mom's here she's gonna be fine and he actually followed through with that wow so for me i was kind of like whoa there's there's this guy here who has turned up out of nowhere said he's gonna do the thing that i desperately want him to do and save my mom and now why can't i then aspire to do that role for somebody else and fill that space in yeah no that's incredible and and just thinking like that as well how old were you at the time uh i'd have been five my bro yeah wow wow yeah no, that's insane because we, we had um true Powell. Uh, i think i was mentioning him earlier on the show um and he was saying from seven years old he was very much self-aware of that thing that he was most passionate about which is what which is at the time was dance was was arts and yeah you know that kind of thing and it was just so crazy to me again how self-aware but also what he was telling himself the story he was telling he genuinely believed like this is a passion this is what i want to do regardless of how it may be looked at in the community or by other people yeah yeah. he felt you know this was actually what he was meant to be doing so at five years old you were like this is something that just i can't even i can't really explain that Mm. bit and how how i was able to kind of keep keep that drive of I want this. Mm. I want that moment of I will be able to tell my parents for all their hard work and all yeah. their graft and tell my siblings and all their hard work and support and mm. family. Yeah, I actually made it. <laughs> no, that's that's incredible. So was your family, I guess, you know, were there any other doctors, anyone in the medical field at all, you know, prior to you? No, not prior to prior to me. And but my my family, my from my grandparents to like my uncles, my mm. mom, my dad, they showed hard work. Yeah. That's that's the one thing above almost anything that they put above all things. If you want something, go out there, work hard, work hard, mm. work hard, work hard. And they showed that every day, no matter what they were doing. Yeah. So if that's your example, mm. you can always yeah. lean back on that, even if you're struggling a bit. No, that's, you know what? It's so crazy because throughout the episodes that we're speaking to, you know, a lot of different people and we speak to people across all types of different industries. I would honestly say one of the, I would say key denominators or like that thing that they all possess or they all have that burning desire is the ability to just have an insane work ethic, like just hard work. And I guess, you know, why I reference that so many times is because in this day and age, we both know and probably are aware of people who do want to get ahead um but they're often looking for you know the, the shortcuts easy. they're looking for the easy route yeah, and stuff yeah. like that but it just goes to show without that hard work without that graft you know there's very few i would say success stories that are reaching the pinnacle you know that kind of transpire and it's interesting you said you know that was the example that was set to you even though 
prior to you there weren't any kind of um, examples in the medical field per se but the work ethic and what you witness I guess that was kind of the almost catalyst for you to just mirror that but now put it into the the medical field um, so to speak so how was it then and just kind of um (laughs) just just give us a bit of insight into the the dynamics of the household you know growing up kind of was it a supportive you know kind of uh dynamic across the family in terms of you know how or whatever you know you were speaking into existence this is something that you know we support with or it was it was from my parents and uncles aunts grandparents everyone we had the most support it was there was there was difficult family (laughs) dynamics (laughs) i won't won't touch on that too much (laughs) but um from my sisters to my brother to every my cousins Mm. everybody had that we were all trying to raise each other up. Yeah, love that. No one was trying. No one was like, "Oh, you're you're doing a bad job. Yeah, you're doing." Yeah. You you were always trying to mm. push, yeah. push. Somebody's trying to push that way. Someone's oh. trying to push that way. Whether it's education, healthcare, a business, a this. Everyone's mm. just trying to just music and yeah, just yeah, lift yeah. each other up that little bit more. Support each other in those little bits. Whether it's like if I had an event or a competition yeah. or whatever you get in that love from everyone and everybody wants to know about it. And you turn up at an event or like a big family party and like, how's this? How are you getting on with this? And this, how you, that's beautiful. And it's, and that was always there. And I think, you know, again, that's probably one of those things that you could really feed off of, you know, that, that energy, that supportive kind of way in which everyone's kind of championing you. No one's going, Oh, here comes Alex again. <laughs> wants to save, wants to save lives. Oh gosh, here he goes, go in the corner somewhere. And you know what? That's that's actually an, another thing. I, I guess in a lot of, you know, whether it's your your friends, whether it's your family, again, the circle and the people you have around you, and how, you know, they either feeding your flame or they're basically going. I'd, yeah, I'd, I don't think you can you can achieve this. You know, it's really important the energy and the people you keep around yeah. you. So I think that was also another, you know, probably um, value that was probably instilled in you without maybe you kind of knowing it at the time and and then really developing yeah. and seeing oh like from a young age everyone was actually kind of pushing me forward and and trying to make yeah. me do better etc. Okay, so when did you um, you know we're, we're talking uh, obviously quite young. Um, at the time, recognize. I still can't believe you said that five years old. That's that's incredible. <laughs> but but going going into you know actually now pursuing you know this this dream this profession um, that you've kind of been talking about from five years old. What was that first step towards you know actually making it a reality? Um, whether it was you know from the, the school um, days in terms of I guess the education part that you knew or was aware that you would have to dedicate yourself to, or what was that first step to really now start to make this a, a reality? Um, I mean, I guess I'd done quite well. Secondary school, mm. I went to I went to a grammar school in Warsaw. Oh, and okay. My group of friends were a mishmash of characters. <laughs> um, also, some more kind of in tune with sort of like English music, blah, blah, blah. Everyone oh, okay. had their own little kind of quirks. Um, but as we got to about 14, 15, mm. it was that point where you start picking your GCSEs. Up until then, it's, you, you're doing your languages and you're doing yeah. all these things. You're doing your internal exams. Um, 
but when we got to about 14, 15, it started to get a little bit more serious. Everyone yeah. started having to drill down a little bit into what they wanted. Yeah. And I had a conversation with my dentist. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> because I'd had the same dentist since <laughs> I was like way young. And she, she'd watch me grow. Um, and her husband was a GP. Mm. And so I kind of got into the habit every time I went to my dentist, I kind of ask him more questions. Like, yeah, what do I need yeah, to do? Yeah. What do I, who's, <laughs> what kind of information do I need to get? What sort of experience do I need to get? Um, and obviously I knew I had to do sciences yeah. and I had to do well in those bits, but like, where do you find the information for the other stuff? Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the, the personal statement or uh, like, how do you, what do you need in your UCAS? What looks good? Yeah. All those little bits. I was like, no idea where to get all this information <laughs> from so every time go back to my dentist yeah. and ask oh, could you reckon i could ask your husband a few more questions and then she'd come back and it'd really? give me a little bit more oh wow um which i'm eternally grateful for yeah and he gave me my first work experience when i was when i was 15 16 something like that and wow so then i was able to put that on my personal statement to say oh i've worked in general practice and and kind of interacted with this and that and yeah what, what was that experience like because again most kids around 15 16 years old aren't like yeah i'm just gonna go over here and you know work in a gp's office and just try and figure this figure this <laughs> out like, like do you know what i mean you're, you're either you know football you're, you're kind of running around you're just being a normal kind of teenager so what, what was that experience like you know for you just kind of being exposed to that for the first time i guess daunting <laughs> but it was kind of like uh this is a whole new world because I, I, I played sports I, mm. I did football and rugby karate and i had all these things that i kind of managed yeah but i never really got how to adult and how to <laughs> how to do those bits so um i remember turning up and i had my tie on and they're all serious yeah, and my nah, shirt and crazy. then got there and then they're like you don't have to wear a tie. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're in GP. It's fine. Um, so I took my tie off and put my jacket down and settled in and got to go make a tea and offered to make a tea for everyone else. And just like, man, this, I don't know about this. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's all a bit, it's going to be a little bit strange for, and I was there for like two weeks. Um, but it was really interesting to see how everybody comes through their GP mm. practice. Every, yeah. like, every walk of life, be it the healthiest person in the world who just wants to have a quick conversation about something private or yeah. it's a, a little kid coming through or an elderly couple or all these things mm. people coming through and you're meeting them at the front desk yeah. and then kind of processing their little bit of information and then sometimes I got to sit in some of the consultations and, and hear how, oh, the, wow. how the doctors were interacting, how the practice nurses, because it's, it's easy for me to sit here and say, oh, I'm a doctor and I, I know all the answers, mm. but it's, it, makes way more sense for me to actually watch how everybody else does their job and actually how how their role and what mm. they do enables me to do the best of me. Oh, wow. And if you don't take that little moment to go, actually, I don't know everything. Yeah. You'll make a mistake. Uh, and, you know, I think mistakes at your level, <laughs> yeah. Don't want to be making too many of those. <laughs> too many of that. Uh, absolutely. But you, you said something that was pretty interesting to me because, again, I'm I'm just super curious about this whole process. You know, to you, for you becoming a, a doctor and, and where you are now, seeing all of those different walks of life um, in terms of people coming through the practices and being exposed to, I um, imagine, so many different 
people's backgrounds, you know, their stories, their journeys. And actually, now I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about my own experiences <laughs> at the GP, actually. So how how was that for you kind of being exposed to that in terms of the amount of people and, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, relationships, conversations, whatever it is you just have to kind of tap into, you know, because I, I think it's a very personable role, you know, in terms of being in the healthcare industry. Because my mom's a nurse been a nurse for you know pretty much as long as i can remember so what's she, any ed moved around or no she's so she's predominantly been a nurse in barbados she's a okay. nurse she's part of the nhs here now um but it's interesting because you know as long as i can remember she's just had a way with just nurturing just being really calm you know and stuff like that so i'm just curious you know you seeing all these different people and things that you're now being exposed to and again, you're 15 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, again, that's crazy. But how did that help you develop? You know, I guess looking back and maybe even in your own method and your own ways of dealing with clients, clients dealing with our patients, yeah. et cetera. Now, um, was that something that you look back now on and go, you know, that was an absolute privilege just being exposed to all those different people and their stories, et cetera? You know, it's funny. I actually haven't thought about it until this moment really i haven't really thought about it until wow. and like as in how that mm. kind of influences how i am and i've never interesting because you, you you sort of i think with medicine and whether whatever area of medicine you go into you you start on a journey mm -hmm. and you keep you you kind of ticking milestones a little bit yeah. at times so you you do the thing and then you get the UCAS points and then you get into yeah, medical yeah, school yeah. and then you go ah and then it's <laughs> and then you graduate and it's ah you do, you, you get that yeah. next bit that next bit and then you see when you look back at it and look back as you say looking back on that two weeks maybe like two weeks in, in GP practice but seeing all those people it, it's fascinating yeah I right. still find to this day i still find people fascinating yeah. and man. the stories they tell and how they yeah, how that I story could, comes across i can imagine man like it's, it's so interesting because I, I i'm just trying to just wrap my head around how many people you do probably interact with you know even over a, a month a year like it must be insane the amount of conversations like ju just all the information you're processing so i've never really thought of it from that angle but when you were saying you know you were exposed to all these people and stories and just kind of taking yeah. in information from such a young age as well you know i was just curious as to how did that carry with you and you know is it almost like a muscle you need to develop to constantly grow and consume more information i guess i think you're probably always developing it mm. from from a from when you were tiny kid yeah. sort of thing yeah, my imagine because a big jamaican household we had <laughs> yeah. we had all the family in the house all the time yeah. and there was there's music there's food there's big people arguments and you know <laughs> kids are all right sit back and you, you you don't get involved and you do all these things just to kind of keep your head down but you're listening yeah you're listening and you're pro and you're is, is grandma okay or mm. is your aunt all right and all you, you you're taking in all that information yeah um and then you, you, every once in a while, you get to sit with like the big people when they're telling stories yeah. about it back in my day. Sit there, and <laughs> <laughs> they give you the old leg slap and laughing, and you just belly laughing, and you're just like, "What am I talking about?" <laughs> but so then that translates as you go into GP practice and you go into work. 
being able to just hear people yeah. without like judging them in any way. Yeah. And there's no there's no there's no point me trying to judge your life on yeah. how it's gone. I can only hear you in that snapshot wow. and then do my best in that small moment, mm. whether it's 10 minutes, half an hour, an hour, four hours, whatever. Yeah. I can hear you. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. No, it's an incredible skill set, you know, when I really think about it and break it down, you know, similar to what you're explaining, you really have a finite amount of time with these people and, you know, they're being super vulnerable, they're being super honest, super open with you, um, or they should be anyways, because, you know, you're seemingly there to help, you know, you're the person that they're probably trusting more than anyone else, you know, in their life, so... Yes. yeah crazy responsibility number one <laughs> but also like i said you know just you mentioning just now how you have to hear them how you actually have to listen and really you know kind of not be you know kind of judgmental or whatever the case is because i'm sure there's probably a lot of professions that you know in everyday life we're interacting with people and they are absolutely judging <laughs> I, I can i can do it from the corner shop you know down to the person you know at the hotel like, it doesn't matter where you go you know you you say the wrong thing you slip up one way something is said and you know, whatever they're judging probably just how you look you know they're judging you but yeah. i suppose you know your profession is definitely one of those skill sets where you know you yourself have to be quite you know just open and um yeah. and, and also probably probably vulnerable i was going to ask you actually in uh, we'll, we'll get into the you know the process in terms of the the actual um journey you took to you know get started in terms of um studying and, and all that stuff but is there element in that journey where um therapy is introduced or any kind of kind of mental health i guess um studies or anything like that or is it not you know, part of the it's not process. not so much part of um, the actual like medical school or mm. we do like a psychiatric placement, a psychiatry placement. Okay, and that kind of opens your eyes to mm. that uh, the level of mental well being that's needed to kind of keep going because you yeah. probably see the more extreme sides of it. Yeah, but I think. And I guess it's probably the the times have changed from yeah. the start of my med school to the end of medical school. The whole support and mental well-being completely boomed. And that Just mic a bit closer. Yeah. so, yeah, that was actually something that completely changed mm. and developed and grew and actually doctors are then being educated a lot more on the mental health and support that's needed wow. for themselves as well as as well as their patient yeah yeah and especially with the pandemic and how things have played out mm. that appreciation for support mm. and willing being willing to talk and say the thing that's on your mind and say the thing that's bothering you yeah. has completely opened out yeah no i mean it is it's a real obviously serious topic and and one of those things that you know my own journey has led me to you know being in therapy and really having a a hold on my mental and, and, and well-being um health um in a major way you know is, is priority number one um for me anyways and i was always curious you know how 
you guys as, as doctors in, in the medical field with all the things you're exposed to, all the people and, and things that you're just coming across every single day, what part does that play? I hope you guys are enjoying the conversation with Dr. Alex. Stay tuned next week for part two. And as always, for all the behind the scenes clips, for all that we've got coming up on the podcast, make sure you're following at Bring Others Along Podcast across all socials. And uh, make sure you're rating, make sure you're liking, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast as well. Greatly appreciated. And as always, drop us uh, any comments um, in the section below, uh, whether it's on IG, whether it's on TikTok, whether it's on Facebook, and let us know who you want to see next on the podcast. Until then, guys, see you next week.